Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Scandal and vice, or sugar and spice, it's naughty but nice with Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and it's Monday, which means our dear friend, Garrett Vogel, joins us. Hey, Garrett, are you there? Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> it's Rob's birthday. Over the weekend, he turned 32. <laughs> hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I had a lovely birthday. It was my birthday yesterday. Thank you for all the notes, everybody reaching out. Hey, I have a question about this. Yesterday, I took a day off, so I did nothing but have a brilliant, brilliant day. I did see your messages this morning. Is it rude to get back with a thank you the day afterwards, or is that okay? Oh, well, you know, a day after, not not bad. Like, if, if, if it goes unignored, that's one thing. But uh, knowing you and, and the celebrity that you are, um, uh, you know, it might be a little tough. You know, do, do you expect t- Taylor Swift to get back to every, you know, happy birthday she gets? No, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, maybe maybe a little heart here or there. Oh, there'll you know, be some just, hearts today. My yeah, heart just, is full. I saw all your lovely, lovely wishes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, let's jump into the show. What time is it, my friends? It birthday is- 
tea time. Tea time. Big story at the top of the show. Harry and Meghan are devastated that they got snubbed by the Emmys amid their run of bad luck. So we've done this story. We've spoke about their bad luck. They believe that everything that happened with the Queen passing, with COVID, it was just a bad time to launch a new business. Their business being the Sussexes. So they stepped out of the royal family. They launched this new business. They really want to earn their own money. And I think that's something we can all admire. They don't want to live off their family money. So they launched all these big events, podcasts, businesses, TV shows, Netflix. None of them really did that well. So they're blaming it all on bad luck. However, now they're a little bit concerned that their Netflix series, which they poured their heart and soul into, I'm told, didn't get a nomination for the Emmys. Now, remember, the people that nominate you for the Emmys are Hollywood insiders. This is the community that they really want to be part of. This is their peers. This is where they want their future to be. I can understand why they're a little bit miffed. You know what I feel like they are? They are like that friend that uh, always is in a relationship and breaks up every two weeks, but it's not It's not them. It's not your friend. It's always the other person. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what I see with the with Harry and Meghan. It's always, it's not us. We, we, no. we, we, we are perfect. It's everybody else that is the problem around here. Right? Like, that's what it feels like. you to take some responsibility at some point. I liked their Netflix series. It was a little bit boring, dare I say. It was like about six or seven episodes. Long episodes. Not enough gossip in there for my liking. And a lot of victimhood. They played the victim a little bit strong in this documentary. Now, arguably, they have been the victim. They have made mistakes. But I did think it was beautifully produced, Garrett. Somebody that's worked on TV a long time yourself, it looked beautiful. It was well produced. The quality was great. But 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 again, it's like you can't judge the book by its cover, though. You know, mm. the, the the cover looked beautiful, magnificent. I would buy it off the stand like this in a snap of a second. But then once you open the book and start reading the book, you're like, Ugh, mm. uh, they spent all the money on the cover. <laughs> like they didn't put anything right. into it. But you know what, Rob? Uh, I was wondering how do how do they get out of this? Let's just say you being the PR expert that you were. Uh, in a previous life, mm-hmm. how do you get Meghan and Harry out of this to, I guess, uh, onto the other side of of being the good guy in this in the this first story? Thing I'd say with them is you've got to stop speaking about the royal family. If you want out of the royal family, you've got to stop talking about right. them. You've got to turn the page. But then the problem is, what are we going to talk about? What is your future? What do you want your future to be? Who do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to be remembered for? And if they can answer those sort of questions, I'd ask them in four words, who are you? Who right. are you, Megan and Harry? And royal cannot be one of those words. And also, too, I think I would tell them, and it's a tough conversation to have, and celebrities do not often listen to this, you got to stop being the victim. And I think I'd say that to, to my friends, even my friends who have had horrible things happen to them. They can't wear that as a badge of honour. That cannot become their identity. The worst day of your life cannot be your entire future. And, and so it only takes you so far. About that, but I think the hard thing here is what do they want? Do they want to be Hollywood celebrities? Do they want to be involved in charities? Do they want to be famous? And I think that's difficult too because 
because I think the answer is yes to all of those, and they don't all necessarily go hand in hand. So the future right. for Harry and Meghan, it's going to be interesting. They have some money, so don't worry about them. His book sold really well. Oh, thank goodness. Ten million from his mom, Princess Diana. So it's the sort of money, Garrett, that you and me could retire on. The difference <laughs> is they are used to living in a palace, or at least he is, and so it costs a lot of money to keep up the lifestyle he wants. I also get this. <gasps> this might be a little bit of a head explosion here. Please, I, I can't. It's a Monday. Reuniting with the family. I think about making peace. You, I don't. You, you, not saying go back, but I think families that are at war, even when there's a right reason to be angry, you gotta find peace with your family somehow. You know what I live by, and I tell my friends this too, especially when, like you were just talking about, the ones that feel like you know they're the victim. Everyone, everyone out mm. there, and even all the naughties listening, everyone loves a comeback story. Yes. You, you yeah. know what I mean? So even if they they make it, even if the royals make it look like they're groveling back, as long as Meghan and Harry seem like, hey, we're connecting with our, the family again, we're back together, we're stronger than ever, yeah. we're not going to be a part of it, but we still love our family, I think that family. would be a good step. Absolutely, my friend. Which brings us to our poll question of the day. Meghan and Harry are devastated that they were snubbed by the Emmys amid this, quote, bad luck. Are you over Harry and Meghan? Are you just mm. sick of them? Is is everybody just over them? They're so overexposed. Is this just a backlash that we're all just like, go away for a little bit? Hey, go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Hey, Gareth, yes. what are you working on? Well, Andy Cohen, we all know him and love him. The king of Bravo. He was hey. actually filling in for Kelly Ripper the other day with on Kelly and Mark and uh, revealed that uh, Kelly and Mark's son, Michael, is actually working for Bravo. Ooh. Now, uh, I, I would assume more in the producer role behind the scenes. He's not, right. like, he's not on any of the shows, but Andy was filling in for Kelly and uh, sitting alongside Mark, which you really don't see. It, it's normally like when, when Kelly is out, they'll put another female in the seat, because you know, and right. like when Mark is in, when Mark is out, they'll put another male in the seat. That's so right. it was interesting to see a two, uh, a two men sitting there as changing it up a little bit, but mm-hmm. they were talking about the fact that Michael has been uh, the whole family, the whole Ripple Consuelo's family, huge fans of Bravo. Yeah. They started watching Real Housewives of Miami, <laughs> uh, and then uh, and and then we learned that Michael is working on them, um, and it's crazy because. They're trying to, like, you know, get info out of Michael, their son, uh, Kelly and Mark, and like, hey, who's your favorite? And he's very biased in the sense of, like, nope, he's just working on the show. That's called a professional. Professional. That is very professional. professional. Uh, but also we're learning that uh, Michael is working on Summer House, and uh-huh. uh, he, he, he loves it. So, I mean... I think we also have an inside source here. Like this, uh, this you is a good inside, inside source. Yeah, you could. but nah, this has rubbed a few people the wrong way because we've got a story it. later on about nepo babies. Have you heard that term? Nepotism yep. babies, kids, kids who are getting extraordinary privilege because of who their parents are. Now, is it fair that somebody like Michael, who lives in, let's be honest, a fifty million dollar townhouse that his mom and dad own, is it yep. fair that he's going to get to work on Bravo, get work experience, and probably we could? 
argue, the top reality company in the world. Like, this is going to set him up for a career in TV, particularly reality TV, that me and you just couldn't pay to get this experience. It's the of university co- of reality TV. And of he course. got it because his mom is best friends with Andy Cohen. So I understand Andy. Like, you've got this, Garrett. We have interns that work for us. They're often right. friends of a friend. There's always a connection. I try to make sure majority of the interns are at Naughty Gossip, at Naughty But Nice, are people that applied. And I genuinely try to pick people to give this great opportunity to that are not there because I know their parents. It's not a favour. That isn't the case. Now, the other problem I have with this too is that does Michael now rule the roost at Bravo? Like, who's going to tell him off, even though he's low down on the level? Andy will. A... Andy will speak of it. It's like it's like Uncle Andy at this point. You know what I mean? Like, Uncle Andy. Un- I'm Uncle... not going to tell Michael off. If he drops a camera or if he misses something or he gets me the wrong cup of coffee, I think interns sometimes do that. Mine don't. But if you, if you mess up and Uncle Andy's Uncle Andy... They're going to be very careful around him. I don't know if I like it. Uh, well, you, you know, like you were saying, in the Nepo baby terms of things, it, it, yes, it is a term that has come out over the last two years. But at the end of the day, the one thing that, that people are complaining about it is, unfortunately, that's the way the world works. It okay, it, it really is about who you know. Yes, it, it is, is about talent. It is about uh, relationships. But at the end of the day, if you if you have one up on someone else, you're going to use it. Why? What? You know, with the exception of, you know, Bill Gates and all those billionaires of the world are not leaving their children any money. Kelly and Mark are doing the right thing. They're putting their they're setting their son up for success no matter what. So they're going to give him the best ones. Every parent wants. Now, the other side of looking at this, too, is that Michael's got a job. Like He's got such rich parents that he doesn't have to work. Kelly and Michael say he does. They're not giving him money. And remember when Lola, their daughter, wanted them to pay her rent and they said no. So she had to work to pay her rent. So I think there's a good side of this, too. There's a downside to it, too. What do you think? Okay, moving along, George Clooney has spoken out about the SAG strike. So all the actors are out on strike. He said this is an inflection point in our industry. So issuing a statement, the two-time Oscar winner said actors and writers in large numbers have lost their ability to make their living. It's an inflection point in our industry. Let's break this down a little bit. Rich people like George Clooney talking about actors and money is the right message but for me the wrong messenger because the 160,000 people that are members of SAGs the majority 99% of them are really working actors who you'll never know who will never live next door to Harry and Meghan who will never have millions of dollars in fact a lot of actors even struggle to play their pay their health care I have a friend Matt McGorry, who was on Orange is the New Black. Remember when that became the breakout streaming show? He was my trainer. We went to the same gym. He rolled me around on a ball in the gym. He's the nicest guy. He was an actor, but he went to auditions in the day. I'll be honest, the, the, visual, the visual of you rolling around Thank on the ball much. is kind of funny. Well, I had a cigarette, of course, <laughs> and a martini. But he's a nice, nice guy. During Orange is the New Black, which is arguably the first hit streaming show. Streaming yep. had just started. Netflix, this was the first major, major hit. He couldn't give up his day job because he earned more at the gym 
than he did on a hit show on Netflix. Last year, they get residuals. So every year after the show airs, you get a residual. Sarah Jessica Parker gets millions from Sex and the City. The cast of Friends get tens of millions. Matt made $27. So there's something about the streaming business, and that's what the argument is here. You're going to hear two different sides of this story, and there's probably ten different sides. But what the actors are saying that really resonates for me is the business model, the contract that they signed no longer works because the entire business has changed and now streaming is out and they're not making any money from that and they just can't afford to be actors anymore. It's sort of heartbreaking. And it's interesting too. I, I saw two interviews, one with Josh Gad, uh, the mm-hmm. you know the Broadway actor and who he played Olaf in yeah. uh, in Frozen. He Successful. was saying he was saying that back in 2008 they didn't understand streaming the, the right. streaming contract. You know what I mean? So they were like, okay, we'll play along, no problem. And look where we are now. We're where mm-hmm. the actors are probably going to be out until January. You know, the new year. And on top of that, they said that if we don't speak up now. In another 10 years, we will have the same argument about artificial intelligence. Right. So it's 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 twofold. It's it's the fact that streaming contracts, people have to get paid. I, I get that. And the fact that they don't want their image and likeness and their voice to be used by computers. And they, they, they're all of a sudden out of work because Valid someone could point. use... Valid, valid points. I hope everybody gets together here. There's enough money. I believe for everybody, just be fair. Okay, before we get a break, talking about money, Kevin Costner is very concerned about what his ex-wife might be trying to take from the house. What, yes. what is she on? So Kevin Costner, uh, according to a new legal document, claims that uh, there is an emergency in the couple's divorce because of his ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> she is taking items from the family's beach house. Oh. Now, is the beach house the house that they're fighting? They were fighting over no, originally. This is another no, house. This is another house. The yes. rich people problems. Uh, uh, while he is on vacation with their kids, kind of a sneaky move. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, so all all the cookware. So, so <laughs> Christy Costner uh, is li- living uh, leaving Kevin Costner with nothing to cook. He's going to be ordering <laughs> Uber Eats for the rest of his life. I guess uh, he'll have nothing to to cook with. Kevin. Uh, it would be funny if she just left like one plate. One, you know, Kevin, like one point. You think she's stealing the priceless art, Rolls Royces, the the fabulous furniture? No, we're talking about pots and pans. Home Depot, my friend. Go down there, get yourself some pots, get yourself some pans. It's getting petty. This always happens in every divorce. It doesn't matter if you're worth $50 million, $100 million, or no million dollars, me. When divorces happen, you get really petty. You don't have to. Fighting over pots and pans, Kevin, if you're listening, hello, 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 not a good look. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Schroeder, my dear friend, Garrett Burgle. Hey, Garrett, let's get to the polls. Here we go. Last show, we talked about a new picture of Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady spotted together at a party. We made it clear they are not together. In fact, my sources are telling me Tom is trying to avoid her. Kim (laughs) is travelling around trying to get Tom's attention. He's not that into her. Will these two end up together? Let's have a look. Oh. Only 20% said, yes, I oh. agree. They're not going to be a couple. What By the think? way, that 20%, all the Kardashians, <laughs> <laughs> they voted. All of them voted. Even, even down to North. North voted too. Everyone, everyone. Don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Are you over Harry and Meghan? Or Facebook, Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now, a very naughty, nicest of the day. But I love that he's being this 
honest. Oh, and I and I love it's all my story. Uh, so let's turn to Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. This was big over the weekend. You might have seen it on your timeline. So he went to therapy for reasons that you might not think. Apparently, uh, he was on stage performing and uh, he pooped his pants. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll keep it like that. Um, <laughs> he thought it was it was just going to be a little toot. And uh, we, we've all been there before, but unfortunately, it was not just a little toot. Um, so he had a he had a change during the set. I don't know if it was during one of his his own song, uh, his own shows, or Jonas Brothers show, but he had a change. Um, and he says that if no one really noticed, but certain fans, if they were close enough and paying attention, like certain fans are, they would have noticed there was something a little bit different about his white pants that he was wearing. Uh, so he he says his his brothers didn't know about it, but uh, obviously they do now. You got to think after the story came out, Kevin and uh, Nick are on a group text with Joe going. Hey, so when did this happen? You know, uh, but you know, kudos to him for speaking out and saying, you know what? Hey, it happens all the time. It um, it, you know, it does happen, not all it the time, happen. but it does happen from time to time to anybody out there. Yeah, so uh, even 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 people like Joe Jonas. So credit Joe to Joe Jonas. for speaking out. Even Joe Jonas needs to go to the bathroom. It's good to remember that when you get intimidated by celebrities or people, they have to go to the bathroom to even King Charles. There, think about that. Oh, what a terrible. Terrible thing to say. Okay, let's end with our naughtiest of the day. Uh-oh. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Ben Platt cut off an interview because he was asked about being a Nepo baby. So pitch perfect, Ben Platt, dear Evan Hansen. He did an interview with Rolling Stone about his new movie and they asked him about a past cover of New York magazine that had him on the cover as a Nepo baby. And he responded... We're going to skip right over that if we can. And after that, the publicist confirmed that they just want to stick to questions about the movie Theatre Camp, which was what he was promoting. And then suddenly the interview ended. It was meant to be 45 minutes, but it ended pretty fast. What's surprising to me is that Ben has had months to come up with a response to this. When your dad is as powerful in Hollywood as Ben, he's a massive Who is his producer, dad, by the way? Oh, Master, there Wicked, we go. La La Land. He's a superstar producer. When that's your dad and the term Nepo baby enters into, enters into culture, you know at some point you're going to be asked about it and that was the best answer he could come up with. I think he should have knelt into it, lent into it, and but, sort but of I think- like really said, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I I think that, but he, but also like all the he could have easily said the projects that I was a part of uh, really have nothing to do with, to my, do with dad. my dad. You know, yeah. I, I I think it was Jamie Lee Curtis who said, yes, it's it's it, I had advantages. It's true, but I also worked very hard. And I think yeah, that's well, like a we're really, talking really good answer. Saying yeah. that, um, yeah, it wasn't a even beginning. We didn't all start with the same cards. I had a few aces up my sleeve. I'm very lucky. I'm very privileged. I'm really grateful for that. But I still had to work really hard. Ben, if you're listening, and naughtiest of the day. Okay, let's end with a moment of Rob. You get yes. a Rob, you get a Rob, you get a Rob. Instead of asking, what would Jesus do when you are frightened? Ask, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? If I wasn't scared right now, what would I do? And there, my friend, is the answer. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Robin Garrett Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. They really do help. And remember all together now, if you're you're going going to to be be naughty, naughty, you've got to to be be nice. nice. Take care, everybody. Hit him.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.